This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. This is Rob Carbone, and we're going to be doing episode 82 today. Um, I got my cousin, one of my best buddies, Mike Faschini, with me today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, you know, we're going to hit on the XFL. We're going to talk on the um, the NBA, the NFL, maybe a little bit, and then talk about you know the Yankees and the Astros and all that bullshit. And then we're going to talk about a lot of other things. Um, so what's going on, Mike? Thank you for coming on. No problem. No problem. Um, but yeah, I guess well, I don't know. You want to start with the XFL? You said, um, yeah, "Why not?" Yeah, I mean it's 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 cool. I like it. I like the idea. For as you know, as somebody who doesn't watch a whole lot of football a ton, it's harder for me to just like go straight into it with because I don't know many players to begin with anymore. So when you go from the X from the NFL to to a league that doesn't have as much talent, you know, for somebody who doesn't know many players to begin with, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to me for me to stay to stay attracted to it, but I do like it. I do, I do think it's a good idea. Um, you know, one of the first things I've noticed since watching this was the pace of the game. I thought it was much quicker. And so I just want to hear your thoughts on, on the pace and everything. Um, for listen, the way I, I think that first off, starting with, uh, the commissioner, Oliver Luck, yeah. he, um, he's someone I followed for a while. I mean, he was, uh, uh Athletic director of West Virginia when I went there. He was um he eventually became the Big Twelve commissioner and then from there moved on to start the, the XFL and I think first of all there couldn't be a better person running it. So I think with the way he's gonna bring it, it's gonna be more than just this year, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing is for people to to, you know, see like watch it, see what we got, but like I think that how much they improve to next year is gonna be yeah. the biggest thing. Because like these these leagues aren't going to be just amazing off the, off the rip, you know? It's just not going to be that way. But um, I think the changes that they made were, were necessary. The pace of play is something that you're going to have to do because, you know, we're used to having this dead spot of, of winter where there's no sports going on and everybody's just sitting around waiting for baseball to fully yeah. start up or, you know what I mean, like wait for the combine, for the NFL, the draft, you know, but this gives you something to watch and you're obviously going to want it to move a little quicker, you know, you're going to want to see immediate gratification. Um, But like the biggest thing, like we talked about briefly before is the platform it gives the players because with the whole transfer portal and the NCAA and all this stuff going on with the like players being paid and all that, it's uh. It allows players another option, and yeah. and like we said, there's a there's a guy Kenny Robinson. He played at West Virginia his true freshman year. You know, had a couple of interceptions. Was you know, all Big Twelve out of the true freshman, and then he gets suspended and kicked off the team for academic violation. So now he he could have lost a year of eligibility by transferring, or he could, he jumped into the XFL draft, and now he's playing. He's starting for I think. 
uh, Dallas, maybe, or St. Louis. One of those okay. two. Yeah, but, yeah. um, you know, if he performs well and gets a contract in the NFL, this could be a trend we could see going forward. So I think that's a very interesting part. Yeah, no, I, like I was saying to you earlier, um, it, it's definitely it's cool because it does provide that new opportunity for players, and it does, like, you know, for, for you know players who were rejected the first time in the NFL, like Cardell Jones, who, mm-hmm. who isn't as much as he was in college, or just for players like you said, like um, Kenny, whatever the hell, what's Kenny Robinson, Kenny Robinson, who was you know had trouble transferring from college to the NFL. He could it's it's a nice new uh, it's a new opportunity for him yeah. too, and it's a good you know middle league for now to, to to for somebody to eventually grow and then become more identified in the NFL. So I think that's definitely cool. Um, and yeah, I just hope it's it's sustains its success um, as we go along. We're only in what week three, heading into week four, I think this week. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, I, I do hope that that the New York team is yeah. something to fucking watch because the Giants are terrible, oh, the Jets yeah, suck, the Bills, I guess, are cool, but yeah, they're you know no one really pays attention to them. I mean, um, I, there's like there's like a few interesting storylines throughout it. Though. Yeah. There's um for the Dallas team, I know that Landry Jones. Yeah. And the coach Bob Stoops were together at Oklahoma. You know, like they yeah. like that was his coach and the quarterback at Oklahoma. So it's interesting to see what goes on there if they can rekindle some of that magic they found in uh, Norman. And then um, also like P.J. Walker is the the quarterback for Houston, and he set pretty much every record at Temple. Um, he's he's more of a you know athletic quarterback. You know, so it's the NFL has a problem adjusting with a lot of those guys, but. Some of those guys might get a bigger shot to run a team now. You know, yeah. some of those athletic quarterbacks that were held back or tried to be forced into a pocket role. You know, and see yeah. what they can do. So. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but speaking of the NFL, I know the um, isn't the combine coming up? Yeah, the, at the end of the month. To, yeah, today, tomorrow. Okay, so it has. So this week. I don't know about the Giants. I don't know who they want to draft. I really don't know much. I, I know a lot of people do want a defensive player. Um, you know, obviously with with Chase Young out of the picture. It's going to have to be somebody else. Um, I was talking to Chuck the other day, and he was talking about the same guy you mentioned to me, um, the dude who plays cornerback, I think. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I, yeah, so I know you want him a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, wait, see, with the draft, the Giants have, you know, the fourth overall pick this year. We've got, uh, we're making cap space. We just cut mm-hmm. Ogletree and Kareem Martin. That freed up about $10 million. So we're probably projected to go in, hopefully, with about $80 million this offseason. And um, the way I look, a lot of people, a biggest need is offensive tackle, probably, would be because that would just solidify the offense. Yeah. But Gettleman's open to trading down, he said, which he never does. Um, I would like to see offensive tackle be shored up through free agency. I think your chances of finding someone like Jack Conklin or, you know, anybody that's proven to, like, you know, get in there and, and, and like, you have more confidence in that. Yeah, I really, yeah. I'd rather not play with a rookie offensive lineman this year. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, I think defense would be the way to go. Um, Isaiah Simmons would be fantastic. He'd be like the, the pick that would just like the safest pick. I would yeah. say he can play multiple positions. He's got a camp chancellor like frame. Um, but he also, people say he's a little small for linebacker, but they said the same thing about Darius Leonard and he yeah. was, uh, you know, defensive rookie of the year two years ago with like, so uh, he's definitely got the size and he can, we, we've been getting killed by tight ends and running backs out of the backfield yeah. on third down. And he's that guy who could provide that third down stop. And I think it'd be definitely worth doing your due diligence on him first. But, yeah. um, if we trade back, you know, that obviously allows for a lot more options. Definitely. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun combine. I, I always like watching that. Um, I think it's pretty going to be pretty cool. Um, and obviously with, with Joe Judge now leading the Giants, um, I don't know much about him, but I know a lot of people liked his press conference. You do have to take that with a grain of salt, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about Judge, and what do you think how he, how do you think he's going to you know do as a coach here? Listen, uh, I listened to Joe Judge's press conference <clears throat> and very, yeah. very intensely and what i took away from it is like like you said you gotta take it with a grain of salt because who's who's not going to want to come in and say all the right things you know that's obviously what you want to hear but at the same time like he literally said everything that i feel like we felt as giants fans and the biggest thing that stuck stuck out to me the most is i might not quote it perfectly but he said um we're not going to sign older players to teach the younger players and we're not going to sign older players to change the culture. He said, that's our job as coaches to teach the players and to change the culture. That's huge. That's something that's plagued the giants for years. Like we hire, we, we sign these older guys. It's like the fucking Knicks. Yeah. To mentor (laughs) and like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, it just doesn't work. Like, it's never worked for us, you know what I mean? We get stuck with Antoine Bethea or someone, you know, who can't make a tackle. And it's like... You know, at this point, I'd rather see the the younger guys struggle struggle than that. Like, I like how he took the responsibility on the coaches, and you know, he's got active coaches. No one's gonna sit there and watch. You know, yep. they're they're involved. I think Joe Judge is the right guy. I mean, obviously, the Saban connection, the Belichick connection, yep. whatever. He's been around winning. He he knows the pedigree, and I think he's ready to like you know, come in and, and take a hold of the team, which which I'm I'm behind him and. You know what I mean? It is. I didn't really want to see Shermer go. I really no, didn't. dude. I, but it's, I do have the feeling that we get a little bit more of a spine on the team right now. Yeah. So that's good. So how do you think Daniel Jones will do in year two, getting the entire season now? Obviously with Eli Manning gone, and now it's going to be up to Jones to with a whole new coach and maybe a different system. How do you think it's going to all play out now with him, and how do you think he's going to fare? I guess uh, next well, season. Well, you know, but honestly, people. People forget that Daniel Jones threw for more touchdowns and less interceptions than Kyler Murray, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year. The fumbles were the biggest thing. I think with the offensive line play, that'll 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 uh, you know be shored up. But also, I think that came from him trying to trying to make too much happen. You know, he was holding on the ball a little too long, trying to make that big play, which I completely understand. But yeah, this year he's coming in. I think it's great that the the Eli stuff is finally put to bed. Everybody, you know, was satisfied out of that situation. It went as well as it could have. Um, now there's not that that nagging like, oh, what's Eli doing? You know, is Eli okay with this? Or like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he yeah. gets free reign now. Yeah. This is his team. There's no who should we start? Who should we sit? It's over. You know, it's that that's gonna help him a lot mentally. He's gonna learn a second system this year, but. I'm sure they're gonna build off of what he did well and what yeah. he didn't do well, and I'm 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 optimistic, honestly. I don't think that there's any reason that the Giants shouldn't go eight and eight this year. Okay. With the amount of money and and the picks that they have, yeah. I think winning eight games is completely relevant. Is completely like should be expected. And if we don't, then we're in trouble. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I think you you bring up a good point when you talk about him being the only guy now, the lone wolf as the, at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. He gets to be, you know, the catalyst. He gets to be the point guard of the team, you know, in a sense. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. I think eight and eight is definitely, um, definitely a possibility if all things go as planned. Um, and it will be interesting to see again, where they go in the draft and how they just, how they opt to, to run things here under Joe judge. So that's pretty, I, I like that insight. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and then I guess we'll talk 
a little bit the NBA mm-hmm. in a little bit. All right. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. So the Knicks are on tonight, and um, I don't know. I, I something's wrong with my brain, so I'm I'm gonna fucking watch them just as I've done for 59 games of this shit show all season. Um, for me, it's just such a bother because it. I would accept the losing. I'd be fine with it. And you saw my comment on Twitter before. Oh if they God. would play their kids, you know, yeah. if they would just let Mitchell Robinson play 30 minutes, if they would just let Alonzo Trier fucking play at all, if they would let <laughs> R.J. Barrett. They treat R.J. Barrett like he's a fucking shooter when he should be the guy with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. They, it's just the way they do things down there, and I'm starting to think that it's just it's way more front office. It's influenced by the front office than it is anything else. And you know, it's just they don't play their kids, and everything is just so corrupt over there. And I, I don't know, it's, I can't do it, dude. I can't, and I don't know how I'm gonna get through twenty something more games of this bullshit without cracking because I am so close to just giving up. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand. Like, after last season, you know what I mean? Oh, tank for Zion, you know, get KD, yeah, get, exactly. get Kyrie, and then none of it happened. Literally, none of it happened. So it blew up. So now it's like, all right, now where do you go? And and I think this, the, where all the frustration comes is that there is no, like, there's no, like, path to just, like, how to be relevant yeah, again. Like, like, they're so off the path they're like, it's, like... They're non-rebuilding rebuilders. Yeah, That's what exactly. I call them. They're stagnant. They're, yeah, it's very, just... very stagnant. It's the worst. It's really the worst. Um, It's embarrassing, you know? Like, it's embarrassing that yeah. it's the second highest-valued franchise, you know yeah. what I mean, in the NBA, and they can't, they can't win a game. Um... Like you said, they they need to play Trier more. They need yeah. to let Mitchell Robinson play. Even yeah. dude, RJ even at Duke wasn't even like a spot up jump shot shooter. Exactly. Like, you know, like, he, right, he like... ran the ball down the field, I yeah. mean down the court, Before, and then yeah. he he distributed it. And then he, I mean, he could slash to the hoop yeah, when he needs he to. But yeah. other than that, he's gonna put the ball around. And he's a smart player. He's, um, yeah. I think that. It's just like you said. Like Trier needs to get more minutes. He needs to at least let the guy play. Dotson, like yeah, Dotson. Uh, he can shoot three. And even the, I'm not know? big on Frank. I think Frank's definitely not going to end up a lotto pick. 
but he's at least a player you should at least put out there just to see. You're not going to get better on the bench and just listen. Yeah, Knox, we, we've literally got nothing like, to lose. There's literally nothing to lose. Even it's a sport where even if you wanted to tank, like you can't really control it anyway. Yeah. You know, we did it last year and we didn't get the fucking pick. So no. like. What, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing yeah. this year? Like, what are we holding out for? There's no Zion in this draft. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be... And just, it's gonna, it, it doesn't help that the NBA draft is two rounds, though. It, no. like, I mean, they, 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 the NBA created this player-friendly, players-control-where-we-go thing. And what it, all it did is ruin it, the NBA for all the other teams. Like, New York is obviously a big, big market, but it's almost like... It, it, that doesn't even help them anymore. You no. know what I mean? Like, you know, like the teams that are shit are never going to get good in this in this yep. landscape of the NBA. Yep. Because you're going to have people team up and go to one team. And, like, that's it. It's just like, you want to join the Bucks or do you want to go to the, the, the Lakers or the Clippers or what? And that's it. It's just so top-heavy. Yeah. It's so top-heavy. too heavy. much control sometimes. It's not like, players. oh... Back in the 90s, it seemed like everybody had their guy. Like, your team yeah. had their guy, and then, like, a nice little supporting cast. And it's just, like, our guys versus your guy. Our best player versus your best player. Yeah. And let's grind it out and see who it, wins. It was a mano y mano. It was yeah. my man versus your it's best. It's like, just you know, like, all right, now we got these two players and these two players, and now we're going to wait till the end of the season to see which one's better. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Like, it's almost like... I don't know. It's, the yeah. NBA is almost more about just having one really good player and have them accomplish everything they can. Or, like, who can get closest to Jordan? You it's, know, like, that's what the yeah, whole NBA yeah. is now. It's all about individuality. Yeah, it's just, like, like who that. can get closer to, like, you know what I mean? I would have rather seen LeBron do half as much as he's done and win, like, ten championships yeah. with Cleveland. That would be yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a fun story. It would have been better for you him. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's and, just too much about, like, getting close to Jordan and, yeah. like, you know, every player just wants that resume. You know what I mean? And they're going to do whatever they can to get it. So. And I think a lot of that, a lot of what you said is a big part of why the NBA ratings, I believe, are falling year after year. And it's 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 hard to watch sometimes just because, not only because of all that shit, but just the way that things are headed where it's like, it's kind of like the analytics of baseball where the home run is everything. Oh. In the NBA, it's like if you're not shooting threes, you're just... You're you're hitting. They're eliminating the mid range, the post ups, the defense isn't even, defense isn't even played anymore. It's just hard to watch. Like if, as a, as a fan of the Knicks, if another team's playing, it's really hard to keep my attention. Especially if it's somebody like the Houston Rockets or some team who just blatantly shoots threes and doesn't do anything else. It's just yeah. hard to watch because the product on the court isn't isn't fun. Yeah, exactly. It's it seems like the game's more geared to like seeing highlights on your phone than it is yeah. to actually sit down and watch the experience of a game, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I guess we're going to wrap this up on the MLB. A lot's been going on. A fucking shit ton has been going on oh. with the Yankees, but obviously the Astros and the whole thing with the commissioner and the just the cheating scandal. So, I guess we'll start there with the Astros. That whole thing has been so crazy. A disaster. Like when it initially came out, like I'm talking about months ago, I tried to ignore it as best as I could. I'm like, oh, nothing's really going to come of this anyway. It's, it's whatever. It's, I don't care. The Yankees still have to do their job. But then just all this shit starts coming out. They actually cheated. And the videos started coming out. And what's his name? Uh, fucking uh, Altuve. Altuve. But, but uh, I'm talking about John Boy, oh, who released John Boy. all that information. Uh -huh. And you start seeing them cheat. And you see the pictures of the video room. And you can hear the, the trash can being banged. And now all the players... To just on top of all that, to just act like they're the innocent ones, act like they're the victims, and it, it just it just pisses me off even more. And 
part of me just hopes the Yankees take that and fuel as you know as fuel to, to and motivation. Absolutely, it's it's the lack of remorse. It's yeah, the, you know what I mean. Like the the lack of it's like they're not sorry. They don't care. They got the World Series and that's that. And like people forget. Like I mean, like it's only been how many years and people are kind of forget that Barry bon- about Barry Bonds already. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. as time goes on. There needs to be an asterisk in the book because yeah. as time goes Something, on, when my dude. kids go and look at the sports almanac and they see 2007 World Champions Astros, they're not going to think about the cheating scandal. By that time, it's going to, you know what I mean? And it's like, that needs to be there. But the, the biggest thing, in my opinion, is like, I get it. You had to give the players immunity to get what was going on. But there should be like, they, they need to vacate the title or it needs to be a punishment because... The way I look at it is like this. If you're going to tell me this is a player-driven thing and the players aren't penalized, <laughs> how are you going to tell me that Pete Rose should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? Like, he sense. didn't change the outcome of the game. He didn't win the World Series over it. You know what I mean? He was gambling. And, and he yeah, bet on his own team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, you can say it's wrong, and it is, but it's to a point, it's like it's not anything like this. No, you know what I mean? It's, it's not anything like this. Placing a bet. Like, and then the owner goes out and says it didn't affect the game, and they're like, "Did you say it didn't affect the yeah. game?" Yeah. Didn't say that. What the fuck? Come on, dude. Like, you just you shouldn't have even showed up. That <laughs> I day. died when I saw that you video. Shouldn't have even showed up that day, dude. It, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, what? Altuve already got hit. Um, I saw something. I I don't think Bregman got hit, but he. But still, no. like, it's just gonna. You know what I mean? It is what. It's There's... just crazy. There's like, there's been, I, I was, I looked at, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, I think ESPN posted it. It's seven Houston Astros through three spring training games have already gotten hit by a bitch. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's going to be a shit show, I dude. I personally would not be able to walk out on that field again mm-hmm. and have a whole stadium yell at me and be like, knowing what I did, like, it changed the game, yeah. you know? Like, that's insane. George, George Springer was getting booed heavily yesterday. And he went up to the plate, tried to hit it as hard as he can, and he fucking lands on his ass and swings and misses. I was just dying. It's just, it's gonna be hilarious to see them just get plunked all year and get treated like shit. Yeah, it just that, sucks that having to go out there day after day and be getting yelled yeah. at like that is gonna take its toll. Yeah, it's gonna be funny as hell. It's, it's but, gonna just. I just can't wait for one of them to snap. You know. Oh my gosh. It's inevitable. But it at the same time, we've got to focus on ourselves. The Yankees have to go out there and because they've got issues of their own. Not fucking cheating, but oh. they've got injuries to deal with. You know, obviously the news on well, a while back, it was Aaron Hicks, their starting center fielder. Then, a few, like about a week ago, it became, um, you had the injury with um, James Paxton now, oh. is going to be sitting out with, after the surgery. Then you got the Luis Severino news, which was the biggest blowout of all of this. And now, yesterday, we get the news about John Carlos Stanton. Not to which, mention Herman's still suspended. And Herman's suspended. And and you hope that Aaron Judge, because they were talking about he's got a short right shoulder or left, I don't know, but you hope that he's okay. Yeah, back in the same boat we were last year. Seriously, it's just... And honestly, it's like, Garrett Cole, like, listen, he's the man. He tore it up last year, but we can't go into this season thinking he's a cyborg and it's going to happen again because... In Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? Exactly. He wasn't, like, thinking about Remember, that was why that. I didn't want him. Remember, we were talking a while ago yeah. why I didn't want him, because in Pittsburgh, he wasn't that good. Exactly. And not to say he won't do good again, but I know you But saying. then it's like, think about this, and, like, this, this is the paranoia that is created by the Astros cheating. It's like, yeah. all right, so now you have, they cheated on offense, so what makes the thing that they, if they could, wouldn't cheat on defense? Because then mm-hmm. you got Verlander, whose career seemed like it was over, and then he goes there, and now he's the best pitcher again. You know what I mean? Going nine innings in the playoffs and whatever. 
And then you got Dallas Keuchel who's killing it with them, but yeah, you yeah. can't get a job somewhere else. You know, now it's Garrett Cole comes from Pittsburgh and all of a sudden is killing it Honestly, again. Honestly, you never like, know. Would but, you be surprised? Honestly, you never know. I don't know because I read an article but, about something that they like stuff like that they put on the ball. They put pine tar. Yeah, on like it. the pine tar and stuff on the ball, and yeah. you can manipulate it yeah, intensely. Definitely. So you never know. But it's just it's it is weird having it's paranoia. Him, it is weird having Cole on the team knowing he was a part of that and he didn't say a thing. Yeah. So it's very awkward in a way. But at the same time, Whatever. I mean, like, if I would, you know, I don't know if I yeah. would have said anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't be a rat, I guess. Yeah, you know? I'm not be a rat, but once it comes but, out, I don't it. Yeah. You know? But um, I just hope they're, they're going to be okay without Severino. Um, I think they can handle the Stanton injury, honestly, because he's he's somebody I don't think is best fit for this lineup anyways. Yeah, yeah. But as for the Severino thing, it's going to be interesting. Um, sure, they can probably maintain success in the regular season, but when it comes down to pitching in the playoffs, you need every bit of it as you can get. Oh, yeah. And without Luis Severino, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough. So they're going to really have to rely on James Paxton to be that secondary guy and Domingo Herman to come back ready and keep that motherfucker away from woman. Yeah, <laughs> keep him ready to go. And I don't know. It's, it's, it kind of, cause when we got Cole, that was supposed to put us, Michael Kane mentioned this in his show yesterday. When we got Cole, that was supposed to put us over the top. Yeah. But now, now he's like our guy. Yeah, yeah, now it's like he's the guy we're relying on, where before it was like a bonus. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, fuck, we have to go through the season again? Just... Hey, I mean, the only thing is, like, with the way that last season turned out with all the injuries, it was like, at least we have some sort of, like, we know that we can manage the situation. It's about, the first couple months are going to be damage control, really. Yeah. It's just, see, let's just have the best possible record we can for when everybody's healthy. You know what yep. I mean? Let's just try to do as good as we can until we get everybody back. And then the second half of the year is going to be a completely different approach than the yeah. first half of the year. You know, we're yeah. going to be two different teams. That's when we have to turn it on. Yeah, and so. Just get ready for the postseason. Yeah. Because that's ultimately, it's only about the postseason when Not it comes to mention, out to mention, all eyes are on us this year, especially with all course, the Astros this bullshit. Is, you know, I look at this. year and. Year four. It's, I look at it as year four in this new, you know, this new uh, regime, I guess you could yeah. say, with this whole new court coming up in. You know, a lot of people, I said this, I had a show last night and I kind of mentioned it. A lot of people, I don't want to say, I guess overrated is the right word. Because a lot of times when I say, when people say overrated, others react to it and think it means you're talking about that person sucks. Or mm-hmm. it just, I just think the Yankee core is a little bit overhyped right now. Because when you look at who who they've brought up through the system, Gary Sanchez hasn't been as reliable as we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Bird obviously turned out to be a bust. Guy's not even here. Luis Severino obviously has had trouble repeating that, you know, really good season he had early on in his career. He's been hurt. He's been up and down. Aaron Judge has dealt with injury. He hasn't been able to repeat that rookie season because of it. And then the extensions handed out to Severino, the extension handed out to Hicks, the contract to Stanton. So Brian Cashman, I think, has done a nice job. But as far as touting him as this, you know, as this great that he's done such a wonderful job, I think we have to take a step back and let things happen before we, we tout them as this I, great I team. I totally agree. I mean, and where it comes is people forget, like, think about, like, 2017, it's everybody's like, oh, Yankees are so young, we have all these players, yeah. you know, our farm system's great. But it's, it's you're right, it's four years later now, and we haven't won anything. No. So, like, yeah, we've had some good seasons, but that's why it, it gets more boom or bust as it goes, because it's been four years now, we haven't gotten into the World Series. Yep. You know what I mean, and 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 that's that's the thing. Like exactly you said. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm ecstatic, but I'm happy about where we are contract wise with people. You know what I mean. Now that like, Ellsbury is kind of like you oh. know getting yeah, that's all settled and like 
I mean, like, we're still, it, we're, we have flexibility. We're not too attached to anybody. Of course, like, we're the Yankees. We could so, do what we want in terms of flexibility yeah, and shit. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're good in that, but but you're right. Cashman doesn't need to get all the it's, credit I yet. Think, like, yeah, I think we need ooh. to take a step back just a little bit and let things happen. Because we're yeah. basing a lot off potential. And when you're exactly. when you're four years into this process and you're still talking about if, 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 yeah. and what he can do, it's kind of like, okay, see, we got to realize we're yeah, not the there The rubber's got to meet the road at we some point. We have to actually know? hit that ceiling. We haven't done so yet. Yeah, so, but, I mean, I think this is going to, I mean, we're going to see this year. They're going to have, there's not going to be a year where they're going to be as ready as this year. I mean, I mean, the things that happen, happen, and they're always going to happen. But, yeah. like, you know, I think as far as, like, the way the mentality is, I think the whole team's centered in this year. Yeah, It'll no. be nice to see that. It's going to be fun. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm always excited to get going, and I just want to, you know, I just want to have this a stress-free season, as stress-free as it can be, and hopefully it'll come down to it and we can win number 28. Um, yeah. But, dude, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I'm going to wrap it up with about a half hour in. Um, that was fun. Yeah. I think that was good. Definitely um, do it again. So, please, guys, if you, if you like this video or if you like the podcast that you're listening to, be sure to share it and all that junk. Um, subscribe to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Do that on Apple Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, YouTube, uh, Anchor, and plenty more platforms as well. You can find all those platforms on my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. And guys, if you want to follow my account on Twitter or on Facebook, be sure to do that as well, at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow my Instagram account, that's new, um, at Rob J. Carbone is the handle. Guys, thank you so much. Dyke, thanks. Absolutely. Coming on. Did he just call you Dyke? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, thanks no for coming on, man. Understand. Yeah, no one. Um, this has been Rob Carbone doing episode 82 of BD4. Again, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks no analysis. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Um, or thanks for checking this out. And I'll see you next time. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.